0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the RumCast. We have a really fun episode today to share with you, including our feature interview with the preeminent rum reviewer, Mr. Wes Bergen, who some of you may know better as the Fat Rum Pirate, and... Also, we're going to share the results of our crazy fantasy rum draft that we just did. Uh, But before we get to those things, let's first play a little game of where in the world is (laughs) co-host Will Hookinga. Uh, Will, uh, where are you coming to us from here?
1: So, yeah, this is actually our first ever international recording of the rum (laughs) cast where one of us is in another country. I'm on the road right now. Samantha and I have been on a vacation for the past eight days. We started out in Barcelona. We're now in Rome. We actually took the train today to Florence and spent spent the day there. Just got back to Rome. Mm-hmm. Now I'm uh, recording this this intro quickly before we go find something to eat. But John, I know you recently you didn't go to Barcelona, but I know you were in Paris. You were in Rome. You were also mm-hmm. in Florence. We've been to some of the same places, and so I wanted to. You know, I've seen so many incredible, just awe-inspiring things on my journey these past eight days. And since I know you were over here recently as well, I wanted to ask, you. you, I feel like you know me pretty well, and Mm -hmm. I know you pretty well. I wanted Mm -hmm. to see if you can guess what the most amazing thing I've seen so far is. And, you know, I just to recap it real quickly for you, um, you know, I walked into the Sagrada Familia in Barcelona. Samantha mentioned she was nearly moved to tears because it was so beautiful. Uh, I took in a sunset at Park Guay overlooking the city mm-hmm. of Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I observed from horseback the rugged cliffs of Montserrat and its wow. abbey that dates back to the 11th century. Walked up and down and underneath the Colosseum, looked upon the ruins from Palatine Hill, uh-huh. gazed up at the Cathedral of Santa Maria del Fiore at the Piazza del Duomo, and then the Statue of David today, and yet all of that and many other sites I did not mention pale in comparison to two nights ago when I finally checked the results of our (laughs) inaugural Rumcast Fantasy Rum Draft and discovered... That's 62.7% of our listeners who voted believe that I drafted the superior Rumbar. And yeah. in the head-to-head categories voting, I took 9 out of the 15 total categories, yeah. making me our first ever league champion. So oh. I haven't had time to prepare a speech this opening <laughs> monologue will have to do. But I, you know, I had to take a victory lap really quickly here and share the results with the people. So I don't know if you have anything to add there, but I, I just wanted to start with that.
0: You know, first of all, I will be uh, <laughs> a, a good, good loser here and say congratulations. Uh, well, well earned. Thank I, you. I do believe you had a really good strategy going in, uh, which was similar <laughs> to mine uh, in a lot of ways. It was and, it uh, was eerie
1: how similar our strategies were. Um, yeah, yeah. Had you won the coin toss and gotten the first
0: pick it may have gone the it, other way i i think it would have i think it would have been really <laughs> interesting because yeah i would have taken Rumfire right from you there and then it would have been all bets are off yeah um, but yeah, I, so I think you did a, a good job. But honestly, it was just, it was very fun to do as an exercise, and I'm glad we had a lot of good response to it, yes. um, and I'm very happy to share the results. It was closer than you're making it seem, <laughs> in my opinion. So
1: yes, I know, it's I mean, true. If, if we're comparing this to like uh, an, an American presidential election, I think they would call <laughs> 62% of the popular vote. I think that would be uh, a, a landslide, is the technical... Uh a word for it but, but we sure, also kind of did our context. own little we, we also kind of have our electoral college vote with the head-to-head yeah, uh, categories right. and right. uh and you did you did better in there there were some there were some really close calls in mm-hmm. a lot of them that were super interesting things i didn't expect um and we have those like like you said we'll we'll put a link up um or we'll we'll add the results to the episode page on the website for that episode and we'll put a link to that in the show notes for this episode and just in case anyone missed the previous episode just really quickly john and i concocted this way to apply the competition of fantasy sports to rum by drafting fantasy rum bars and you can go back, as the previous episode, and check it out if you missed it. And actually, we'll, we'll even leave the voting up for a little while longer yeah. just to see if, if more votes trickle in. You can go to rumcast.com vote to do the voting and if anything mm-hmm. changes we'll we'll
0: update that yeah, in future yeah. episode. Those of you out there who thought I did definitely have the better rum bar, you better go vote if you haven't voted yet.
1: Or anyone who just thinks I'm really annoying on the podcast and and <laughs> would prefer John beat me, you can you can go and try to make that happen uh, now, but I did but before we get to the interview with with Wes, which I am excited about because it was a really fun interview. Yeah. I wanted to ask were there what what kind of surprised you the most about the head to Head uh, vote because there were certainly a, a few things that surprised me.
0: Yeah, there were some really unsurprising ones. Uh, sure. For instance, you know the the diplomatico pot still number three, you know, got killed, dominated by worthy park, which I expected, but not necessarily to that degree. Uh, it was very one-sided with that, eighty-one percent um, to nineteen percent on that yeah, one. Yeah, so I'm not not surprised by that one. Um, what what I am surprised at is some of the other ones that I thought were really really close. Yeah, and some of the ones that were. I mean, just just the results in general. And and you know, we're not we're not ta- not talking huge numbers here, like you said, but enough that we can kind of get a gauge for uh, rum enthusiasts and and some really interesting things. So one one of the the, the head head to head homes key category non-caribbean yeah. rum was really interesting and super close, Very uh, close. which was uh, 50.9% for the South Africa Homes Key Moba, mm-hmm. and then forty nine point one for the Australia. Yeah, I, very cool. I can see that. I can see I how that happened. I expected to lose yeah. that
1: one, and I remember you—you—you you, you were kind of like thinking it could go the other it way. It could go just either way. Moba yeah. can be a little bit of a divisive rum, but yeah. uh, the Moba fans really—they—they they came through and and pulled that one out for you. Yeah. What what
0: about you, though? Yeah, what did you see on there that was interesting? For me,
1: it was interesting because I felt really great about my picks after the draft. And then I was texting you afterwards. I was going through and looking back through the sheet. And I was like, man, I was really sweating some of these. I had no idea if I would win. (laughs) And and one example of those was Worthy Park 109 versus Hamilton, Jamaica, Pot Still Black.
0: Mm -hmm. Hamilton,
1: uh, Jamaica, Black has tons of really big fans and so i was really surprised that worthy park 109 just like dominated that category it was 69.6 mm-hmm. to 30.4 percent, which was i, mm-hmm. I did not yeah. expect that at all and um also i think the least surprising thing to me was uh probitas just taking Dominating. white stash to the i felt shed. vindicated <laughs> by that because it was my
0: first pick yeah yeah 87.7 yeah.
1: percent to 12.3 percent. so <laughs> yeah, that, I, I thought that, that was going to be a bloodbath and it definitely was yeah so really fun uh just want to thank again the the, the 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 many people who went through and voted on that and again if, if you want to we're going to leave it up for a little while just to see if Things change as more responses trickle in, so mm-hmm. go to rumcast.com/vote slash and that will take you there. And who knows? Yeah. Oh, we also we got some great feedback as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, someone someone suggested involving more people next year, maybe like oh, yeah. expanding to four teams, and I'm already maybe working. Using, on it. Maybe using a different website for the mm-hmm. the rosters mm-hmm. to kind of make the decisions even tougher. I also, I, we got this response from uh, Joe from the Long Island Rum Society, and uh, he said, he said, I listened to the episode in the car, and when Will's first pick was Rumfire, I knew this was going to get exciting. Immediately, John's wind left the sail. <laughs> he was <laughs> deflated. I could have heard a, spo- a sports announcer give the blow-by-blow blow of the genius play by Will, in the car, Will was clearly in the lead with his picks, but now that I see the side-by-side comparisons by category, I realized John is the winner. It was neck and neck, literally down to the last pick between Worthy mm-hmm. Park 109 and Hamilton Jamaican, Pot Still Black, two of my favorite rums. I was torn between the two. He ended up going with Ed Hamilton's rum there, and... Uh, Ended up picking you. So, I loved, you know, Joe really had me in the first half with all the praise, calling my, my picks a, you know, genius pick that, that really had me feeling good. And then I couldn't believe that he ended up going with you. So, just just shows the roller coaster of emotions that, yeah, that yeah. we went through and some of our listeners went through as well. It was great to see. Yeah,
0: And we, we won't read all of these, but I will say, Will, that I do feel at least a tiny bit better about <laughs> all of the comments yeah. that people picked a winner was for me. I know,
1: yeah. Everyone who like wrote in, it was like they, they, it was, it was all these like John voices, just coming out of the woodwork.
0: So I'll take that as a uh, a consolation prize (laughs) and be consoled uh, for now.
1: You you maybe have the more passionate believers uh, (laughs) on on your side, so uh, you are few, but but your 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 convictions (laughs) are strong. So there are dozens of us, (laughs)
0: dozens, (laughs) literally
1: dozens. (laughs) Um, All right, I think that's enough talk about the fantasy rum draft. Uh, As you said in the intro, we had Wes Bergen of fatrumpirate.com. I I would say maybe the most popular rum review site out there. I have no idea, you know, what the traffic breakdown is. I I feel like between that and thelonecaner.com, our friend Mm -hmm. Lance, who's been on the podcast as well, those to me have to be the most visited rum review sites on the internet. And That's, I think, part of the reason why I wanted to have Wes on as well, just because I think those guys have so much influence over what people decide to buy, and they both have very distinctive viewpoints and palettes and things like that. I, you know, if, if you've read Wes's stuff versus Lance's stuff, they're completely different, but both great in their own way. So it was a really fun conversation just kind of digging into... Wes's process, uh, sticking with the site, I think he's been doing it for eight years, and just what it's like sort of having that much influence over people, what his process mm-hmm. is like, how he feels about, you know, how rum has changed and evolved over the years. So just a really, a really fun conversation with someone who loves rum, and uh, I had a great time
0: yeah it, it was a fun conversation he's a he's a great guy. And I love he's very direct and you know that yeah. comes across in his reviews as well as in the interview um which which is great in in the sense that you know what you're getting right mm-hmm. he's he's very forward with how he views these things and how he thinks about things and that's always interesting and fun to hear uh, for a person you know it's not flowery language it's not uh right. hiding behind anything. he's gonna tell you like it is and and that's uh I think a lot of his appeal yeah so, yeah hundred uh, percent. Yeah, it was a fun interview.
1: If if you somehow haven't checked out Wes's site, we'll put links to the (laughs) show notes in there. I'm sure you've come across it. You know, we talked about his his site is also a really big destination for people who want to check on hydrometer test results. He does those with all the rums he reviews, which is to, you know, detect if anything has been added to the rum. And yeah, so enjoy the interview. Check it out. Go read Wes's site. Subscribe to it. Follow him everywhere. And enjoy the interview. All right, we are here with Wes Bergen of thefatrumpirate.com. Wes, I wanted to start this out by... I feel like I need to thank you because I would say your website, along with The Lone Caner and Cocktail Wonk, those are probably in the top three of websites that I refer to before just about every Rumcast interview we do because I always know I'm going to find information on there about whatever guest we're talking to. So I think like our our previous interview, for example, we just talked with um, Kit Carruthers from Ninefold. It was our our previous interview. Yeah. yeah. And so I went to your website. It had tons of information. When we talked uh, with the founder of Dead Reckoning, your website had tons of information. When we, talked uh that boutique rum company peter holland there's all kinds of great stuff on there so welcome to the show but i also just on behalf of the rumcast wanted to say thank you for providing such a wealth of information for the rum internet (laughs)
0: thanks (laughs) for a long time too right i mean wow it's not like uh, yeah. it's been how long now
2: it's um i think was around about 2015 um, God, that seems like ages ago now when it yeah. started. And I th- actually, it might have even been 2014, but it only really went kind of, I think people started noticing it when I went on Facebook. Um, mm. around. I, th- I think that was around about Christmas 2014. Um, but yeah, um, I, t- to be honest, I mean, when it when it all started, I, you kind of think, oh, I'll set up a website and see how it goes. And I think you don't realise how hard it's going to be to right, do right. it's, it's a, it. It is a lot of work. People think, oh, blogging it's, it's dead easy but it's not and I think that the, the people you've spoken you know Lance at the Lone Caner and Matt at, um Cocktail Wonk it's because we consistently put stuff on there on the blogs and keep things up to date and keep things relevant and that's why they, they're useful whereas there's so many blogs when I first started that have disappeared or yeah. you know mm-hmm. that the, you there's no point having a blog if you're not going to post at the end of the day I mean it's you know what you might have a post that was brilliant five years ago, but it's not going to keep you up there. So it's it's this and it's disappointing to see some of the people who do kind of fall off the radar a bit with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, just life catches up with you sometimes, doesn't it? And things change. And what you can do, maybe it's in your 20s or your 30s as you get older, you you just can't do, you know, because you've got other responsibilities. Well, I
1: I wanted to, that, that transitions right into what I wanted to ask you to start is, I understand you kind of, you got started. The story as I've read it is, you bought a rum that was a bit more expensive than rums you typically bought. It ended up being terrible, despite what you found out about it online. And you wanted to start a site where you could, you know, people could find more honest rum opinions. So, number one, I wanted to ask: is that is that an accurate summation of the story? And number two, but- I wanted to get to that point that you just mentioned because so many blogs, and John and I see this with. Um, podcasts as well yeah. regardless of the format you, you do if you're putting out content consistently it, it is work and a lot of people you know they can they can do five or ten reviews or they can do five or ten podcast episodes or whatever um, so I wanted to ask you like what has it been that has kind of sustained you for almost I mean you started in 2014 that's you're getting close to 10 years so that's yeah. a long time to do this and you know be so consistent what's kind of kept you in it and sort of sustained you
2: to be honest it's just the constant kind of growth of the site really and seeing it get bigger and bigger and I I was for the first few years I'll admit I was a bit sad about checking how many views I was getting each day and you know trying to kind of force things almost and uh, I think I was one of the first reviewers that really went and said right I'm gonna sign up to just about every room Facebook page I can find and I'm gonna put reviews in there and if people complain that i'm spamming or whatever then i'll you know i'll just leave the group but no one ever did
0: mm. and then i
2: thought the other reviewers started doing that as well and i think it sounds awful but people are qu- quite lazy <laughs> i think <laughs> it's just the way things have worked i think especially in that the last 10 years i think people just want if you put something in someone's face read it whereas mm. if you just have a website there that's sitting there people won't come to it type thing it's 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 a it's, it's a funny one um and it's difficult to measure your traffic because you can't see where everything's coming from and things Right. but but yeah it's it's um that's what kept us going and then just getting more and more connections from different people in the rum world you know who were like at the time quite not, not famous, I suppose, but people who you recognised and then going rum to the rum fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're rum famous. <laughs> and then it was, you know, I started to go to rum festivals and like, we've got like a little group now of, of friends and stuff. I mean, you mentioned Kit earlier. I mean, he's, I've been to rum festivals with Kit um, and the other Scottish rum lads and, and stuff like that. Um, and it is, it's just like, it just, it just kind of grows and then, I'm don't get us wrong. I'm not one who walks around the run festivals. I I did wear my fat one pirate shirt a couple of times early on, (laughs) but I've stopped doing that. Uh Um, And people, and people still don't really know who you are a lot of the run festivals because they're not there's not that many enthusiasts in the uk to be fair but mm. there's there's a little group that know who you are and you have a chat with a little producers with the producers and things and um it's it's just nice and then you know you get like recognized by people and you know you just think oh well i'll just keep going people yeah and just just comments just general facebook things you know thanks for your review i Really, please review this because I was going to buy it, and just 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 the little things really from from what I would say in normal people like people who have been in my position ten years ago who kind of went in and thought, oh, I like rum, but I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah, and just to give them a bit of, I suppose direction. I wouldn't, I'd never tell anyone what to drink you know drink whatever you like, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just nice for people to come and say, oh, I bought this rum on the back of your review, and it's really nice. Just just stuff like that, really. And I do quite enjoy, I enjoy writing the reviews um, as well, which is, which is, I think is another good thing as long as you're doing it because you enjoy yeah. actually writing and you, you get a kick out of, it. I mean, I particularly enjoy writing horrible reviews about rums <laughs> because I, <can> make, a, <laughs> I can make a few jokes and, you know, and but yeah, I just, it's just been a, you know, just a nice little, little thing that just keeps just keeps going and going
0: really. Yeah. And w- was it accurate to say that betrayal was the feeling that started you out? That you felt that betrayal from that rum, like Will was asking?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's there's still a, a lot of... Re- it's not even so much, I would say, rum reviewers specifically. It's more people who review like everything.
1: Right, right. And,
2: the, and you know they're getting it all free. Mm-hmm. And everything's good, you know what I mean? And mm. if you read between the lines of some of these reviews, like if they say, no, it's great as a mixer it's probably not that good. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, it's they just don't want to say anything wrong because then obviously they won't get the, the samples that keep coming. Not that I'm accusing that particular run reviewer of doing that, but, um, but it does. Um
1: <clears throat> Yeah, there's plenty of stuff out there that I would I would say it it almost especially if it's from a publication as opposed to an individual, it mm-hmm. almost just reads like a press release or something.
2: Definitely. Like I mean, I don't I don't follow anything like um the magazines and things mm-hmm. like that that are just general spirits things. I are like the individual people, you know, like Lance at and Steve at Rum Diaries, Ivor at Rum Revelations, mm-hmm. um, Alexander at the Rum Barrel people who i know uh yes we we do we do get samples you know we we do of course we do but i know that they're reviewing honestly on on in their opinions Mm -hmm. and it's not this It's 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 the thing i don't like about the industry and that the industry knows what it's doing Mm -hmm. much the same as many other industries you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of like i'll be nice to you and i'll send you these samples and you'll be nice back and i'm like i always say when people send me samples it's like you know I'm not, you're not necessarily going to get a good review, right? Um, right. but at the same point, I don't really get samples now. Funny enough, I've never really got samples from the likes of, you know, your Bumbos and your Diplomaticos and all that. I've never never really been offered anything from them.
0: They know better based on your bad (laughs) reviews, right? (laughs) They're they're, they're like, oh, hell no, that's a bad idea.
2: (laughs) I guess so. And then I've stopped kind of like getting stuff from spice drum companies as well, because I to be honestly i just don't want to encourage it anymore
1: yeah no i mean that that's something i think john and i have had to think about as well because people will reach out to us and and want to send us samples and one thing we've always done since the beginning is just been upfront that like you know we're happy to receive samples but it, it doesn't mean we're going to have you on the podcast or anything like that so if you want to send them like that's that's cool but you know we we make a point not to promise anything or like make sure there's no expectation or anything. Um, right. And especially also cause we're not, we're not really a review podcast. We talk about rum sometimes and share our thoughts and things, but we, we don't necessarily do reviews. So yeah, I think when, when I'm reading reviews, when it's from an individual, like you were saying, who has their own website, so you know they feel a sense of ownership over everything, and I can get a sense of what their perspective is, I appreciate that so much more. And and like you said, I feel like it's easier to build trust in that scenario where it's a person, they're in control of the publication as opposed to a big you know, magazine or something like that. That, that touches on one thing I wanted to ask you about, though, which is I was reading an interview, I think it was on the Rum Compass blog that they did with you. And you said something to the effect of, or maybe this is on your website where I read it, but you said that um, you don't believe it's possible to be 100% impartial, which I agree with. But I- I'm wondering, how do you deal with that when you're reviewing ROM? Are, are there yeah. any specific biases that you know you have that you try to be aware of? Um, <laughs> like, like, wh- how do you how do you deal with that?
2: Yeah, it's, it's a difficult thing. And I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm... That this is me just going off about um rooms with additives and added sugar and all that mm-hmm. and obviously you know i do the hydrometer test so i know if there's if there's something being yeah. added or something but i won't necessarily unless we're talking about massive amounts you know then i, w- it, I won't let it dictate me t- taste because if there's massive amounts added then i know i'm not going to like it because it's just going to be sugary water anyway and nine times out of ten it is but you know sometimes you get something with maybe 10 15 grams maybe it's less and I still really enjoy the rum so I'll still enjoy it you know and review it and give it the Mm -hmm. score that I think it's done regardless of that it was it was more a case I think I was trying to kind of because rums unlike say scotch whiskey or even bourbon because it's produced everywhere there's so many different styles and types of rum Mm -hmm. that it's I mean I would say you could be a rum drinker and say not like Agricole rum and that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And not like, you know, Claren or not mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, the heavily sugar sure. diplomatico stuff. You can you like what you like. And I I like what I like. And you know, I like Demerara rum, I like Jamaican rum and I I like Barbados rum especially. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I like. So when I first started reviewing, I didn't want to be I didn't review much agricole because mm-hmm. I, I just hadn't got a taste for it. Yeah. I got a bottle of Lamoni Vio, and um, very early on, it looked lovely. It came in a lovely canister and a really lovely bottle. But I'd never had any agricole at all, yeah. And I, I, I was literally at the point where I was drinking. I, I would dare say a Diplomatico and Dictador. I was just getting into mm. kind of. It was very early on in the rum journey when mm. I was just trying different things, and it was to me it was horrendous. Yeah, I mean, that's, actually, a far, I,
1: that's a far cry from yeah, Diplomatico. Yes, and, and I just,
2: just totally, I wasn't expecting it because it, to me, I right. mean, you could pretty much class Rum Agricola as a totally separate category of spirit, really, mm-hmm. because because I think it genuinely is so much different. And I thought, well, I'm going to have to get used to it. So I didn't really review much. I, I did a review of St. James' at Amber. I have still I think I've still got it up there. I've done a re-review of it, but I'm... I cringe when I read the original view because I was so clueless. <laughs> it was like, you really shouldn't have been reviewing it. And I, di- I didn't review any more agri after that. Mm. And then it was only really a, a few years ago when I met um, Leszek uh, Redzica, who's was, a, at the time, he was a, a rep for uh, Weber House, Cachaca. Kach- okay. And I mean, is Brazilian rum to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially a kind of an agricole rum, but they do it in the pot still. Yeah. And he just started bombarding us with samples and stuff, and I just got a real taste for it. And then I developed more taste for agricole, and I've, I've reviewed more of that. But I think it's more a case of I think you've got to recognise that you don't necessarily. I think if you're going to review rum and you're going to review all types of rum, you have to recognise that not everyone's your particular favourite type. Yeah. But you've still got to know what's good. If that makes sense. Like agricole, as far as I'm concerned, rum, rum, GMX, or I think's great. I like that. I'm not so keen on, on, on Clement. I'm not so mm-hmm. keen on that. Yeah. I don't think it's as good.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's where I kind of like base things on. Whether it's 100% my type of actual, you know, drink, whether I drink a lot of it, maybe I wouldn't. But I still appreciate what's good about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I, think, that's, I think that's what some... I feel some reviews sometimes miss that. Oh, I just don't like that. Junk. But if you're going to review things, it's, it's like, if you're a food critic and you didn't like seafood, right. Could you like, why would you then bash his fish dish just because yeah. you didn't like it? Right, it doesn't yeah, make right. sense. Does it? You know what I mean? Cause it, it could, it's brilliant. Just you don't like it. It's, it's, it's a, it's a queer, it's, it's a funny one to try and explain. I'm, I'm kind of, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'll give something a good review that I don't really like, but that's not really what I'm saying. I just, to appreciate it for what it's meant to be.
0: Right. You're you're talking about Wes education and expectations, right? Which mm-hmm. is a really important thing when you're talking about you you mentioned, you know, if you've had Agricole for the first time without really knowing the background, what's the difference, what's going on with it, and you taste it blind like that and think, well, I'm tasting rum, of course you're gonna have a different reaction. So now it, it just it goes to show how powerful those expectations can be on us and the education and the context behind what we're doing and what we're tasting. So I, I fully agree with you there. And and it's interesting to hear from you that that's part of the philosophy that you take into your style of reviewing is that you'll understand from a rum what it's bringing to the table. Even if it's not to your personal taste, you're still giving your kind of opinions on the quality that the rum carries, right? It, is what I'm kind of yeah, hearing yeah. you say. It's,
2: it's kind of like, this, this is what the producer wants this rum to be. Yeah, this is how it's meant right. to be. It's and you know people who like this type of thing like it so it's like i can't bash it you know a
1: a good point though regarding just how diverse rum is because i feel like when i look at the landscape of whiskey for example there i i do see every now and then some reviewers or some podcasts or whatever and they talk about all types of whiskey but you also just see a lot more specialization like you see scotch reviewers you see bourbon reviewers um you know you see irish whiskey reviewers or whatever and i feel like rum doesn't really have that specialization as much because it doesn't have as many explicitly defined categories um or known categories kind of like uh whiskey does so you you do have everyone kind of and i think i don't think that's something wrong with it i think that's something that makes it really interesting and cool so yeah it's just interesting to think about that
2: yeah, I, I I don't know if it's because I don't, personally from my point of view, I'm the type of person who just likes trying notes of different things. Yeah. Which is probably why I've got so interested in rum. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like Bourbon. I mean, don't get us wrong, I do, but I find it a lot of it quite samey. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it doesn't hold me interest the way that rum has, because mm-hmm. I could still probably get I could probably still buy a rum from God knows where Africa or somewhere or somewhere really strange. And it'll again be different from what I've had before. Mm-hmm. And it'll be a new experience, and and that's what I like. I I, I always find it funny when reviewers keep like reviewing b- bottle after bottle of like Hamden of the same vintage, and it's just a different barrel. I just think, what's the point? It's, <laughs> it's, uh, so, and then they're like giving them like a point and a half more than the other one. You just think they're all. I bet you wouldn't even be able to tell them apart the if they, you give them them back. You know, like a year down the line. It's like that's why I always try to keep it. As much as I've done about 10,000 foursquare square reviews now, um, I try to keep things mixed up a bit with, with what I review.
0: But before we get too far, actually, and you touched on it a little bit in one area, but for those who might not be as familiar with your review style, which I assume there are not many people at this point out there that are listening to this that are not familiar, but for those that might not be, or even better, just how would you describe your overall style of reviewing to others or your overall philosophy with it?
2: Yeah, I mean... The, the first thing I'll do when I get a review, when I get a rum, is I always want to know if there's any additives in it. Um, I'm not militant or anything about it. I, I just like to know. Um, half the time I can tell just from tasting it, but sometimes the hydrometer will throw out a quite surprising result and i'm a little disappointed but nine times out of ten it's like yeah i know it's, it's it's sugared so that's that's the first thing i go to but really what i try to do with the reviews is i'll just give a bit of background to the producer a little bit of um information on the bottle you know where you can get it how much it costs blah blah mm-hmm. if i've got some little funny anecdotes about the the producer or the bottle or anything else i won't want to talk about i'll add that mm-hmm. and then it's just the basic run through the rum really you know I mean I I do talk about the colour but not that much just give Mm. you because Mm. I don't think it's that important I don't talk about the legs and all that type of nonsense
1: i i feel Um, you on the color thing anytime i start reading about a rums color in a review and and this is just me i'm not trying to criticize some people i'm sure do care about the color but i just like immediately skip over whatever paragraph is about the color
2: i would i I don't think i could ever write a paragraph about the color you'll (laughs) you'll get basic you'll get a line and then it's you know i'll start talking about the nose the mid palette and, and the finish yeah and then i'll kind of like sum it up with how i think you know well basically whether i think it's worth buying or not um really um essentially is where we are and i'd say i would say any review i give three stars or over if you're really you know into your room and you want to try stuff then i would say give it a try especially if it's if it's cheap if it's a bit more expensive than maybe go for that the, the highest star martins but certainly that's where i go and anything i'm given one and two, two stars, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be bothering you. So I wouldn't get, get yourself a sample if you're curious.
0: It sounds like what you're saying, Wes, is there's not a whole big mystery to this. It's, it's pretty straightforward in what you're doing. I heard something a long time ago from somebody that now I can't remember where it came from, but it's either you do something different or you do it better than others. Right. And I guess what you're saying is there's no mystery to what you're doing. You're just trying to do the, the best job you can in a straightforward rum review and give people what they need.
2: Yeah, I, I, just, I just kind of—I I, still—I don't—I just feel like I'm just normal. I'm just well, I am. I'm just a normal lad. You know what I mean? I'm not—I'm um, not a trained professional in any way whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Got absolutely no expertise in in drinks or anything i've I've, the only job i've ever have related to the drinks industry was washing pots and pans when i was 17 in a a pub (laughs) and drinking drinking as much of the um profits as i could um and that was pretty much it really I've, i've you know i'm i'm i've got a very boring job as a um a tax professional so it's it's and i just i just kind of thought oh I didn't really like a lot of the rum reviews, not, not the rum review sites, but a lot, I like touched upon a lot of the sites that maybe aren't dedicated to rum, but we're reviewing rum
0: yeah. and
2: giving you kind of direction to buy this and buy that. And I just thought there's no, I, 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 and I would say to anyone now, any any rum site or anything you're following with reviews on, find their lowest ranked reviews, have a look for them and see how far they go. Are, if they've got a, you know, if they've got like a, a, a scoring scale of fifty to hundred. How many? How many reviews are in the fifties? Yeah. You know, and if they're all in the eighties and the nineties, mm. Mm,
0: that's a good tip. Yeah.
2: You know, it, it's like I've, I've got a scale and it's one to ten, and, I've, it, and it goes down to half. So I've got I've got plenty of reviews on that. It's got half a mark, and I've got plenty that's ten, and and all in between.
0: I actually,
1: I did, I did want to ask if you knew what your average score was. Have you ever calculated that?
2: I reckon it'll be about four okay because because purely because i would say because over the past few years i have given out a lot of high scores because i have been reviewing a lot of stuff i like
1: there's a lot of good Um, run
2: i haven't been. yeah well well there is um which is you know where to look for it
1: there's a lot of bad stuff too but
2: yeah oh of course there is right but yeah i mean it it might be low but (laughs) maybe <laughs> it's actually when i think yeah. of some of the, well, the half point, marks
0: <laughs> yeah to your point earlier though about avoiding the rums you know that are probably not for you that would also mean you're giving less of those end of the scores so that that might support your theory there
2: yeah i mean yeah. i asked st- to be honest i mean there is brands that i don't like and i, I wouldn't buy but if i see someone's bought a bottle who i know her, that i'll try and get a sample from them mm-hmm. um and I can often get samples from other reviewers and things that I know they've been sent stuff and I've said no, but then I'll see if I can pinch some of theirs. Um, because I don't want to encourage the brand, but I still it's just curious a lot you of it's want to stay A lot of it's curiosity. Well, yeah, it, it, this, again, it's again, it's the same as everything. There's no point me reviewing five star rums all the time and just right. giving out five you know, I need to still put some shit <laughs> shit reviews <laughs> up every now and
0: then. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Wes, you, you, we're talking about these stars and we mentioned it a couple of times but you you stated also that your scoring system is kind of quote-unquote borrowed from Dave Broom's cleverly titled book, Rum Yes um, h- How did you settle on adopting that as your scale and how do you feel about it now after this many years?
2: Yeah, I ju- I, to be honest it's like, well, what's the difference between a 91 out of 100 Rum mm. and a 92 or a 91 and a half Rum
0: One point I just
2: thought <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like and then i know the thing i was thinking now if i'd had to like review all the say the four square exceptional cast selections mm-hmm. and i've went i think i've went i might have even marked one as a four but i think most of them's four and a half or five mm-hmm. and if i'd had to go into the 90s i'd have i'd have, I'd have drove myself around the bend basically <laughs> um and i just think is it really helping anyone and I just think five stars is five stars, four stars is four stars. It, it's it's like me, when I used to read music magazines when I was a kid, and you'd read album reviews, and they'd be they would just done that. The one you didn't get an re- album, you know, ninety-one out of hundred. Yeah. And I just thought, yeah. And to be honest, Dave book is still the best book I've ever read, um, and I just liked his style of writing, and I liked the way I just liked it. So I thought, well, I'll just I'll just nick it.
1: Yeah, I I think I I have a similar personality where I think I would just drive myself insane and to boredom if I were trying to score something out of 100. Um, And some people do it great. Like it works for someone like Lance, for example. Love his site, love his reviews. He does uh, out of 100. I think he has like... I don't think he goes below a certain number, like maybe 50 is his lowest right. score or something like that. But for him, that works really well. For for me, I, I I could never do that. I would just, yeah, I would just go insane trying to differentiate between a 91 and a 92 or something like that, for example. <laughs> um, you'll get,
2: then you'll get people asking you like, oh, how come you give that 92 when you give yeah. that one 93? And it's like, oh, piss off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of piss off, um, I did... <laughs> I I just noticed today that you have comments disabled on your website. And I wasn't sure if you've done that since day one or if you made that decision eventually. And I was just curious about asking, you know, why you chose to do that.
2: Yeah, no, originally, and for a long time, I did have comments. And there is, you still can comment on the older posts. But um, I think maybe it's about a year ago, I decided to just disable them. There wasn't really much, I don't think it was adding anything to the site. There wasn't any kind of like... There's plenty of discussion goes on on Facebook about the posts, and I just felt it was it was often just people just arguing or just making daft comments, and I just thought right. oh, it sounds a bit.
0: So awful, the internet, but I just thought,
2: essentially.
1: Uh, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, just, it just let, let it happen the, on the, Facebook, but not my website. <laughs> the internet
2: being the internet, and I just thought it's it's just making it look a bit cluttery, and it's it was more when people were kind of like jumping in my defence and like and just I don't know, I was just like I'll just leave it alone, I'm not yeah. bothered.
1: I, I yeah, feel man, I you on stop. that. That's,
2: it's, it's easier. It's easier without
1: them. I, I honestly kind of agree uh, as a reader. I don't need the comment section on 99% of uh, websites, to be honest. Um, can, can you walk us, th- you've talked about your kind of style, but I'm also interested in just the, the process. Like, do you have a very regimented process that you review? Can you just walk us through, like start to finish, if, if there's a rum you're going to review, how you go through the process?
2: Well, a lot of the time I'll, I'll, I'll abort the room and um, I'll pester my wife to take the photos because I'm useless at that side of things. <laughs> so once she's took a photo of it, then I can have a, a, a slide top of it and um, I'll give it a try. And then to be honest, there is no rail. Well, I've literally... They send samples and review them within an hour of getting them. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. spend. I, I know, that some people might think that's mad. But when I'm familiar enough with a particular style of rum, yeah, I don't. I don't think I need to be spending weeks and months deciding whether I like it or not. I, I you know, you just know. But invariably, a will be, be within a week, and I'll, I'll I'll sit down and I'll have a glass. Um, and i'll 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 start writing you know the backstory the first half of it the bit of background about the rum and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then depending on how i fail i either just write down the taste notes then or i'll maybe just leave it and and have another glass later on depending on how how nice it is but no i i don't and i don't sit and do you know i know some people do flights against other rooms to you know determine right. how good they, I, I i don't do stuff like that to be honest mm-hmm. I'm, I'm it's not a it's not massively complicated. I'm not, I'm not a massively complicated person.
1: That would take um, some of the I, joy I, out of it for you. I, it I just like. think
2: I'm just going to sit and enjoy this room. And if I like it, I like it. I write yeah. down what I think about this and then I give it a score to be honest. I mean, the way I was reviewing when I was doing like maybe it's two, three reviews a week, sometimes it's even it's embarrassing, but maybe it's a couple of months later it'd be like, Oh, oh I'm not sure if I've tried that rum. And then like one of one of the inmates like Steve would say, Well you reviewed it two weeks ago. You I was like, Oh, oh, oh shit. Things, but,
1: things can which start which to blend possibly, together after all. Yeah,
2: possibly makes it sound like a bit of an alcoholic. But um no, it's 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 just when you're in the the shape I mean the amount of rooms I try as well. I mean, it's probably more than ten a week Mm -hmm. and by the time you get your samples and get a couple of bottles in and things but that's just the way I am in 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 terms of a person I like trying different things like when I used back in the good old days when I was younger and used to go out drinking yeah you'd never say me with the same drink Mm. it was it's I'm just that type of person like if I go to a restaurant and like we'll be sitting down my wife is saying oh what what you're going to get and I'll be like oh I'm going to get this this and this and then, by the time the waiter comes, I've changed my mind another four <laughs> times, and I'm getting something uh-huh. completely different. Uh-huh. Um, I'm I'm just I'm just that type of person. I I don't know, You're which is Probably, <laughs> uh, probably is why rum's ideal for me because there's just yeah, so much yeah. and, and it's it's literally every time I go and say I go in at the supermarket, if I say a rum I haven't tried before, I'll just buy it.
1: Yeah. Do you ever come across a rum that is more challenging? to decide what your opinion of it is or is, yes. it, is it always pretty much a gut? Like I like this or I don't
2: once, once I, th- I think in terms of say, you know, your Jamaican rooms, your, your, rums, yeah. your Barbados rooms, you, you kind of know what you're
0: getting.
2: Mm-hmm. And I, I think it takes something pretty dramatic for that to change. Um, I've had a four square that was in a ex Scotch whiskey cask, mm-hmm. which was bloody awful to be honest. <laughs> but other than that, Oh, it's it's when you start, you know, reaching out somewhere. And I think Renaissance Distillery is probably is the one that's really kind of, I found quite strange. I think that's Taiwan. They, I, I don't know if you're if if, if you familiar with them, but basically they're even more descriptive than, say, your values or anything like that. They list everything on the front of the bottle. Oh, yes, I've the seen those lately. Yeah, it's obs- just like a, they're it's like, like
1: a giant word cloud. Yeah.
2: Obscene. And to be honest, the rum is as confusing and as... <laughs> complex as the bottle so it's and a fitting just, label and you, i was on ages with it and i only had a little sample and that was one instance where i had to go back two or three times mm-hmm. and i'm st- still not totally sure about it <laughs> but like i don't it's one of them things where i don't dislike it uh-huh. but there's bits about it i don't like but there's bits mm-hmm. i like yeah which is kind of weird. it's like it's weird it's it's normally quite i find quite black and white you either like some or you don't but with that one, and I think a lot of I've, I've spoken with Steve from Mum Diaries as well, as well about it. And I think he's equally found it quite challenging. and Do I like it? Do I like it? Or do I not like it? Like, mm-hmm. it's one of, I think it might be one of their mood rums. You know, sometimes yep. there's rums that you've got that on one day you'll be like, oh, I couldn't even face it. And other days you just kind of get enough of it.
1: That's what I yeah, feel but, about not the entire category, but a lot of Clarence, for example. I, I find that with with a lot of, very pow- powerful rums like that. That it is a mood rum for me,
0: a mood and then also like
1: it. It, it's like the outlier rums that I find difficult sometimes to form an instant opinion on. You know, I like mean, like you were saying, you find something that's interesting, but it's like I have to wait and see if if this is something I really am going to want to come back to a bunch of times.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, the clarence I mean, clarence obviously on the edge, aren't they? So, and you know, it's it's mad what 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 they produce and. You know, the first couple you have, you're like, flipping hell, what the hell is this? <laughs> um and again, it's just like Agricolo, isn't it? And you you kind of either tune into it or yep. it just you just think, no, I'm just gonna just gonna leave it. I mean yeah. even you know, the stuff from Hamden can be quite and and um long pond. If if you're giving you up I mean, there
1: in those in those high, high 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 aster marks, things things yeah. get a little wild.
2: I mean, arguably my favourite ever runs a long pond, Duncan Taylor, 15 year old. Um, but if I'd been given that at the start of your mum journey, that probably would have ended. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> First like, and f- last drum, yeah. <laughs> It's like back to the future if somebody did that and we have no fat rum It is it's, it's. <laughs> Wes, how often do you revisit rums that you've reviewed? So you talked about having the samples and you get to them fairly quickly. Do you leave some and come back to it later in every instance? Or is it just the challenging ones, or how does that happen and and does your opinion change over time in that way?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I used to have quite a half decent collection of rum. And then the the, the kids came along, and it was kind of no, (laughs) I feel you. Uh huh. And there was kind of nowhere safe to put the bottles. So just unfortunately, just had to drink them, drink them. (laughs) 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 So to be honest, and I I do every time I get a bottle, I I say, Oh, I'm going to put a little tot aside and and then come back to it later. And I rarely do. I mean, there's there's there is rums in me review, uh, canon that I do revisit often
0: mm-hmm. and the
2: likes of chairman's reserves you're talking more the cheaper stuff and mm-hmm. um, I've I'll if I can if I'm ever abroad and I say like little miniatures of stuff like Zuckerberg or anything like that I'll, I'll always you know pick a couple up and um, just to kind of like say how things are going but I, I, I've I think I've re-reviewed maybe two or three rooms over the years one one rum I really need to re-review is Pusses because
1: uh, it's nowhere near mm,
2: as good as mm-hmm, it used to be. Unfortunately, mm-hmm, I, I don't understand why. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, I think most a lot of rums will stay pretty much the same. Um, I've noticed Cockspurs has change a lot, but then the, the bottle designs changed, and the the whole thing with, um, right. mason fire and everything yeah. is changed. Mm-hmm. So it is a different rum, and I, I think um, it would it would be virtually impossible for us to try and go back and review i think there's about a thousand reviews up now that'd be quite Um, the project i don't even (laughs) do
1: it all over again right (laughs) i
2: if if anyone ever wanted to sponsor the project i'd be more than uh, willing but
0: um (laughs) i have a a good good one here i've been wanting to ask you now that you are rum famous uh we'll say uh possibly the the most famous famous, infamous there you go (laughs) Uh, definitely the most famous rum reviewer slash tax accountant that I know. <laughs> um do do you ever now consider the impact that writing a review on a rum is going to have? Or, yes. you know, essentially giving it a certain score is you know that may affect sales either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, do those thoughts now come through your head?
2: I do and I will tell you why. Um around about three or four years ago I did a review of a particular spice drum um, mm-hmm. in the UK and um, to be honest, I didn't give it as bad a review as I perhaps could have. It was it was okay. It wasn't that sarcastic, and I started getting some funny messages from the brand owner via the, the Fat Run Pirate, and um, he basically challenged challenged us to ring him. Thinking I think he didn't think I would dare ring him.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna guess that you did. So I rang him,
2: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> and um, did he answer the phone? When he finished
2: shitting his pants, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because he'd left quite a few aggressive messages and funny little things on me. I was, gonna me, say you I was described like, them oh, as said, funny," but your this.
1: face told me that they weren't actually very funny. Yeah,
2: and I was like, oh, "You're not, you're not having. I'm not having this." So I, I give him a ring, and um, we had a we uh, we had a long chat. I mean, it's. And I totally don't get us wrong. I mean, I totally understand. He's like, he, it, it's a young brand. He's trying to do this and he's trying to do that. And I was like, well, that's fine. But my view is not that bad. It's not going to like do you any harm. But like, what do you want us to do?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What Do you want us to say it's great when it's not? And he's like, oh, well, you. And I was like, oh, and he was, um, yeah. And then um, I got another email, probably about a year ago, from another run brand. Um, that weren't happy that I'd given their room a bad review, mm-hmm. um, and basically kind of coming out with the same stuff. Did I realise what I was doing? It's just a small company, blah blah. And it's kind of like, well, just read the review, and if you think you like, take on board what I've said, and maybe yeah. so you can do something better. You know, it's it's. I don't know. I, I don't know what they want you want you to say or, or what you want want you to do. You know, it. I mean, don't get us wrong. I did feel a, a bit bad. You know, sure. it's kind of like well, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, I don't know what you want.
1: It's it's interesting because you know I'll get samples from new producers, uh, a lot like you know young distilleries, craft distilleries, things like mm-hmm. that here in the U.S. And sometimes they just send stuff and they don't ask for feedback or anything like that. And so if they don't ask for it, you know, I don't I don't give it, and I don't have a review site, so you know I'm not reviewing it anyway. But sometimes people will want feedback and i found the people who ask for it in general have been really receptive even when i've had to send stuff that like i know is really going to disappoint them that actually happened recently um i I got some samples from a, a distiller who's really nice great passionate about rum doing things i think a lot of things the right way and sent me some samples asked for feedback and you know i was honest and just um you know what i thought needed to improve and to me like that's what i think especially if you're a newer distiller that's what you should crave is mm-hmm. finding out like you know what people actually think beyond just people who are coming into your distillery um or yeah. your family and friends because you know they're 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 not going to most of the time they're not going to be honest and sometimes you know their opinion uh you know they may not know rum that well and i'm not saying i'm the world's foremost expert or anything but i'm someone who buys a lot of rum so you know um but yeah it's i, I agree it's tough it, it doesn't feel great ever i think to give negative feedback to somebody
2: if, if if someone comes and asks you know like what what do you think of this can you yeah. give a shot then you'll you'll get honesty from me and if mm-hmm. i think and i'll but at the same time i'll tell you what needs to improve i mean i've spoken a. Uh, a few of the 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 scottish rum producers and they've sent the samples um Mm -hmm. and i've said you know if they've sent like maybe two different ones of what they're planning on doing i've said which one i prefer and i'll tell them why i prefer it and Uh that's i I don't know again this is this is maybe the problem i don't think just with the rum industry but the drinks industry in general is too many people too many hangers on who'll say everything's great and oh Mm -hmm. that's wonderful and you're great and what you're doing is brilliant and Mm -hmm. you can never put a foot wrong and it's just like well not no no even the best rum producer in the world can do a shit rum you know it's like
1: yeah you've mentioned the hydrometer readings a few times I, i think you're one of the people that's been pushing for more honesty in rum for a long time do you feel like much has changed since you first started doing that? Like in the long run, do you, are you optimistic about there being more transparency around additives or thing like that? Or has what you've seen only uh, maybe discouraged you more about, uh, <laughs> about future prospects?
2: I, I, I don't, to be honest, I think the hydrometer tests and the people who read them and look at them are very much a small clique of enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I think the more you get into rum, the more you kind of like think it's big, like your little circle is bigger than it is mm-hmm. and it's not. And being in the UK and going to rum festivals in the UK and seeing how Spice Drum is still king and how, wow. you know, mm-hmm. fl- I'll go to a rum festival and some other companies saying, oh, you've got to go over there and try this rum, it's wonderful. I'm like, oh, what is it? Oh, it's hazelnut flavoured chocolate Nutella rum. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> wondrous. Yeah. It's not you know, for me. and yeah. it, it and that's once you get out your little bubble and you know the little even the Facebook groups. I mean, I, I go down the supermarket today, and there'll be maybe three or four proper rums, and about twenty different flavored rums. Dead mm-hmm. Man's Fingers is very much the king over here, right? At the minute with all that twenty-five different flavors, different and, colored
1: and, bottles. Oh,
2: they're hideous. <laughs> 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 but it is, it, it, it is, and I, I, I just think. Yes, I think it has worked amongst en- enthusiasts to a point. But once you, what, you're into casual drinkers who would just want a cheap bottle for the weekend, fifteen mm. quid, and it gets them drunk, and that's all the bother out. And it tastes nice. And the, yeah, the light rum, but there the wouldn't know rum if it, you know, kicked them in the face. Really, the, the, you could you could flavour that same yeah. dead man's fingers with vodka, and there'd be none the wiser. Right, they really right. wouldn't.
1: Yeah. Well, and, um, I think- and
2: and that's a sad thing.
1: I think yeah. there's two things there. There's, I think a lot of times, I, I guess maybe I'm, I'll just speak for myself. When when I'm talking about additives in rum, I'm mostly talking about rums that are marketed purely as rum. So not a flavored rum, not a spiced rum, but that have been sweetened in some way, maybe have some sort of flavors going on. And as you were saying, they're not stated anywhere uh, on the label. So, you know, you just, you, you get it. And if you're a ex- more experienced rum drinker, you maybe pick up on it. If you're newer, you just think that's how rum is. But then the other side is you also have the explicitly flavored and spiced categories um, with the challenge there is even though they're labeled differently from actual mm-hmm. rum, they're, they're put in the same category as rum and so many people just view those as rum in a way that I don't think you see in a lot of other categories. Like it's, I, I it's, don't it's, think people people don't really mistake fireball for whiskey, for example. Yeah. Like it's, it's like the rum.
2: the tail laid, it's the tail laid in the dog for me with with spiced rum. It's like mm. most people say, oh rum. Oh yeah. And the first thing it says oh cat morgan. Right. Cat you know, right, 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 right. Morgan spiced or lamb spiced or and mm. it's like that's not like you wouldn't get that with whiskey, you know. Yeah. Like you said there, no one comes say, oh, "Oh, I love Drambuie," or "I love Fireball." or <laughs> right, Yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
2: It's and it, it's just to, even even vodka. If you say like vodka, mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, there's a million
1: I'd flavored say the, vodkas.
2: The, the only other category that's probably getting that way is gin.
1: Mm, yeah. And that
2: there's strawberry and the pink. Like I don't like gin, and my wife doesn't like gin, but mm-hmm. my wife drinks pink gin
1: because ah, it doesn't taste
2: because it doesn't taste of gin.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> just, just, just. Yeah. Tropics. Can't taste the juniper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so it, then you just think, oh, I like gin. Is like, you don't? You don't like gin at all. But yeah, no. Well, I, I take on what you're saying about the where we're going with the hydrometers with um mm-hmm. with the additives and things in the premium rums, and they're they're always going to be popular. I mean, Zabba's. Yeah. It's not going to go away. Diplom- Diplomatico won't go away.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. You know the 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 hate is the hate stay um and to be fair they're not massively hugely priced really I mean, yeah look, yeah I, you know they're not trying to take anyone's eyeballs out in terms of price right
1: mm-hmm. unless
2: you get up and then maybe it's the zuckerbeck which is a lot more than i'd pay for that sort of thing right again you just wish to just be a bit more honesty but i think they've started to do it i mean bicardi have started putting the um amount of sugar that's added mm-hmm. to their rums and things yeah. but and diplomatico have as well but if you notice the way the it, they the doing is by like a 25 milliliter
1: I actually just noticed that on diplomatico's website for the first time yesterday they had like a nutritional information link and I went to that and oh. it shows the uh grams of sugar I think it was per 30 milliliters yes and it yeah. doesn't it, so
2: it looks like
1: nothing That's, really yeah. and it's
2: like well but it, it makes a massive difference to the flavor I mean yeah of I course. don't know, if if you've, yeah. if you've ever tried their they're single still stuff. They're the oh, ones yeah. where they haven't been messed. I'm, 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 not being funny, but I think even said in the view, you can tell why they add the sugar because there's just nothing there mm. really. It's just column, or and column distillate.
0: Well, that's part and parcel of the whole thing, right? You're saying that hey, for that price, when you add in that amount of additives, it makes it into something that people can enjoy, and therefore, it kind of you know, like the tail wagging the dog. Like you said, it's that whole cycle of that's the price point they're they're aiming at. It's a not great distillate but when you add that stuff in it makes people who are none the wiser it's interesting yeah smooth (laughs) yeah the worst (laughs) the face palm do you do you you ever uh have
1: you ever written the word smooth on i I have
2: i have i have but i always make a bit of a um acknowledge that you're aware of using the word smooth it's not smooth in the way that you might think it means yeah, it yeah. mean.
0: it's
2: sitting <laughs> down. It's um, smooth in terms of a proper spirit. Yeah, But that's a, that's the thing. I, if I Another thing I find funny, it's like, oh, I really like this room because there's no burn. It's like, mm-hmm. well, 40% spirit, there's got to be yeah. some kind of burn there right, as you, right, as yeah. you drink pop. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh, It's just despair, with despair sometimes. <laughs>
0: Uh, Shifting into maybe the positive a little bit more here, Uh, we've seen you've reviewed a fair amount of rums distilled in the UK at newer distilleries recently. Mm. Can you give us uh, your temperature check on where you think the category is at the moment and some standouts?
2: Yeah, I mean, especially in the UK, I mean, the the people who I'm particularly um, involved with at the moment um, are the likes of J. Gow, Ninefold, um, Sugarhouse, Mm -hmm. um, and Isla. Island, uh, right? yes,
1: yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah 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 i'm really interested um, in what they're doing as well
2: mm-hmm. obviously a, a lot what they're doing because they're in scotland it's going to take a while for them, the age stuff but that only yeah. age stuff is unreal it That's really great. is it's 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 as good as anything really if you like it's molasses heavy and it's it's just fantastic um and it's it's not bad it's it's not cheap cheap because obviously they're little small right. distilleries right but, right but it's, it's well worth the money if you, if you can get a hold of a bottle or two when you're over here. I'm trying to think in the UK. And to be honest, I haven't had that much involvement in England. It's funny as, funny as it is
1: mm.
2: um, in terms of what they're doing. There is a few more distilleries. But the Scots seem it's, to
1: have it together. It's,
2: it's, it's, again, we're going back to being a bit biased, but I'm, I'm good friends with quite a lot of them. And, but only, well, not only because they do good rum, because they're canny lads as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they're just doing really great stuff.
1: John actually asked Kit, when we had him on a couple of weeks back, in one of your interviews, You mentioned that you received samples from him with explicit names. <laughs> on and John asked if he remembered what was on there. And he couldn't remember exactly, but he did remember. He, he thinks he was trying to send them, I think, to his friend at Sugar House, and they ended up with you. Um <laughs> And yeah, so we had a good laugh over that. No,
2: I think I've, I think I've had a, a taste of Kit's arse a couple of times now.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so one one last thing I wanted to ask you, John and I are always whining about the European releases that we can't get over yeah. here in the US. A lot of the IBs and things like that. You know, there's a few that do some releases over here, but it, it's in no way comparable to, to what's available in Europe. I wanted to... to Turn the table and ask, and the answer may be no, which is okay. We won't be offended. But are there any (laughs) primarily US releases that you wish you could get in Europe that you can't?
2: Yes. Um, I would say the the Hamilton stuff. I thought Mm. Hamilton might be worse. Yeah. Hamilton and oh, there was something else as well I liked. I can't remember what it was now. There was something else I was jealous about. Uh huh. Well, my comeback was definitely Hamilton.
1: Yeah. Hamilton's yeah. such a great one because there's such a wide range of stuff. And it's, I think, one of the the best pricing you can find. Um, yeah, it's, it's for- not,
2: I mean, your bottles are, are typically cheaper than ours anyway, but it seems really well priced.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So Ed what knows what is. he's Ed knows what he's doing and knows his audience. I think extremely well. So yeah, we're big fans of his stuff. But it would be cool to see to see Hamilton over there in Europe because I'm yeah. I'm sure. I mean the the, whole, the
2: Holmes care stuff's really good as well. Yeah, Holmes care, but I mean, mm-hmm. I mean a lot of it's kind of like similar stuff what we can get over here. But sure. you know, Eric's a, a great guy. Yeah, and um, he's doing great, getting good stuff over to use there. I think.
1: Yeah, I think Eric yeah. is kind of a a hero for rum enthusiasts in the U.S. because he was one of <laughs> the first so. to to bring those types of releases and make them uh, more widely available over here. So yeah, but but I totally get what you're saying, and you know, you you have a, a pretty good selection over there of IBs already. But
2: and I've always wanted to try. This sounds. I know a lot of people think I'm nuts for this, but Cruzan Black Strap. Oh really? You've never had never you've ever, you've been ever been had a and blackstrap. Of and I, I know it's not going to be anything brilliant. <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's it's I suppose just like Goslins and stuff like you. You just need to just say what it's like.
1: Yeah. Cruise black cruise blackstrap. Um, it's almost it's actually one of the more annoying things to me in rum because I feel like that bottle single-handedly made tons of people think that there's some blackstrap <laughs> style of rum. Um, because you see all the time, and you know, recipes for jungle birds, especially, and things like that, online. People will say, "Oh, you have to have a blackstrap rum for this," and I'm like, by saying that, you're really just saying you need to use black blackstrap with this, because <laughs> it's you're not saying you need a rum from blackstrap molasses or anything like that. And black blackstrap, to me, is really, I mean, it's so heavily, I, I don't know what all is done to it. It but, will be colored. It's, it's oh, massive. Yeah, oh, yeah, colored, yeah, is. It? Oh yeah, it's black as you know, super strong coffee. Motor oil. Yeah. Um, But I mean, it's, it's really more of a rum liqueur, I would say. And I, I think like, I think it can work well in cocktails when used as a liqueur. I find when people use it as the entire rum, even in a jungle bird, I know some people love jungle birds with all of that rum, and I just think it's, it's, uh, it
0: overpowers it. But
1: now, now I want to go on a mission to get you a sample of black Blackstrap <laughs> over there because I want to read a yeah, review crap. of it. We got to
0: figure out a way to get that done.
1: <laughs> um, well, Wes, now that uh, we, we've gone through everything, I think there's only one thing left for us to do, which is the rapid-fire round of questions. Aww, I know you're, yeah. you're familiar with this. <laughs> you already told us you were up for it. Um, so I'm excited to see how you handle this. But I'll ask you one more time. Are, are you are you prepared to, to go through it? I'm um, more than happy <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, with
0: it. Wes sat back in his chair. He relaxed for a second. <laughs> He's like, let me focus. Let me get in the zone Correctus here. Knuckles. Yep. All right. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, Wes, how this works. Basically, we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Will will be our timekeeper. We're going to go through as many of these short answer questions as we can. So, uh, short answers, uh, you, you can answer whatever you want. There is no right or wrong answers. It's only yours. And we will do the best we can to get through these. I've got 60 seconds and go. All right. or on the rocks. Nate. Column, pot, or blend? Blend. Aged or Unaged. H. And molasses or cane juice? Molasses. All right. Name a place producing some of the best rum in the world right now. Barbados. Barbados. Okay. Uh, for income tax, do you prefer flat tax <laughs> or graduated tax? <laughs> no comment. Good <laughs> well done. All right. Uh, is there a rum that sticks out in your memory as being so incredible that you considered giving it a sixth star? Long Pond and Duncan Taylor. Yeah, that came to mind fast, too. Nice. Um, your favorite person to share a great bottle of rum with? Stephen James. All right. Stephen's a great guy. Um, when you go to a rum festival in person, do you ever worry that your image as a reviewer will be compromised since you aren't actually a pirate? Nor are you actually fat, at least by American standards. You're not. You're not. So either of those? No. <laughs> that's probably the best answer you can give there. <laughs> what hidden talent or do most rum geeks have no idea that you possess
2: oh I can pop me fist in my
0: mouth <laughs> I was not
1: expecting that <laughs>
0: that's great all right and finally if you found a magic lamp that would allow you to summon one full bottle of rum to you wherever or whenever you are at any time an unending supply and you could give it to not only yourself but to everyone to enjoy what bottle would it be
2: and
0: Man, you are that's, fast that's on time. these. Excellent. Wow. I, you know, Wes, I feel like you might have been the, the, the top candidate for getting through the amount of these... Uh, that we got through in those quick answers. Yeah, a lot of will, people, has anybody ever been as good? A lot of people will hem and haw and kind of not
1: want to give an answer to stuff or need time you were to quick. think. But you, you burned through those very, very impressive. Agreed. Thank you. Well, Wes, you you braved all the questions. We got through everything. I think we wanted to talk about um, any anything else. Any any um, words of wisdom out there for everyone? Maybe aspiring rum reviewers that you want to share. I mean, if
2: anyone's thinking of starting a run blog then you know and they want any help just send us a message you know and i'll um, help them as much as i can but it'd be lovely to say more run writers about really and sure
1: awesome well thanks again for taking the time for joining us everyone go read the fat run you've we link to wes's reviews a lot in our show notes we'll put some links to the site up in the show notes as well but uh wes thanks for doing what you do and keep doing it here's to eight more years that's Not right fun. thank you
0: <laughs> we should have asked uh will uh and now that we're we're done but we should have asked uh how many stars would you give the rumcast podcast but i'm afraid <laughs> oh, to hear the answer five out of five five out, <laughs> out of five <laughs> great answer excellent <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright everyone, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Rumcast. If you want to read more of Wes's reviews and musings on rum, you can go to fatrumpirate.com. We'll put links up in the show notes as well for you to check that out. And again, remember, if you want to get some last minute votes in for the Fantasy Rum time. Draft.
0: There's still time, people.
1: <laughs> John wants you to know there's still time. Um, uh, you can go to rumcast.com vote. I was trying to resist making a stop the count joke there. Um, I'll, just, I'll just move along. But yeah, you can Keep go to going. rumcast.com <laughs> slash vote to do that. And yeah, uh, love the, the enthusiasm and feedback we got on that. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, and, and also if you have more comments, you want to leave some feedback, you can send us an email, host at rumcast.com. You can also message us on social media. John, where, where can they find us there?
0: They're gonna to go to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. We are at the Rumcast on any of those platforms, and we do our best to get back to everybody. So when you leave comments there uh, or direct messages, we see them there uh, or email. Any of those really works. We try to interact as much as we can. Uh, I would love to hear what people think about uh, some of the the rapid fire questions with West. There, I'm still scared. I might have offended him with one of them. I'm not sure, uh, but hopefully not. You know, he's he's a direct guy, so he'll let me know. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it was. It was a really, uh, really good episode, and uh, thank you all. Thanks to Wes, first of all, and thank you all so much for listening to this show. Uh, we continue to try to find ways to make things fun and interesting, as you can see with the fantasy rum draft. And uh, please let us know what your thoughts are. We've got a to- a good amount of comments, but if, if there's something you think that we can do differently, Will mentioned in the uh, intro that we're going to try to expand this, and I'm already working towards that, so if you've got those ideas, send them our way. Let us know what you think and how you want to see this in the future, um, and yeah, that's it, and Will, anything else before we head out? I think that's it. I'm going to go
1: out and uh, eat some delicious uh, Roman manja tonight. Yeah, exactly. You can help All me right. with the Italian. It was my job to, to study The Catalan and Spanish before Ah, we got here. Samantha handled the Italian, so I'm a little bit behind on that. But grazie to all of our listeners. Thank you. Grazie mille. We'll see you (laughs) next time.